Welcome to Healing Wisdom, a Thursday morning talk show featuring guests sharing their stories and knowledge. We discuss the healing aspects of the arts, metaphysics, social justice, and adventure through all types of terrain. So join me, Pandora Peoples, here on WOMR 92.1 FM in Provincetown and WFMR 91.3 FM in Orleans. We're streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. Our theme music is provided by Mazin. You can find her website at mazinmusic.com. That's M-A-E-S-Y-N. Hey, hey, hey. Hello out there. Hello, Cape Cod and beyond. My guest today is Sade Nowai. And we're going to be talking today about solely body, your integrated services, which include all kinds of holistic healing modalities. And you support women in their prenatal time and postnatal and also during birth. So welcome. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to talk about my passions. You're a certified massage therapist, childbirth educator, prenatal and postpartum body worker. Your company, Soli Body, offers full spectrum doula services, including support for home birth, plant medicine work, and plant-based chef offerings. And I would love for you to share your story of your connection to wise ancestral practices and how it set you on this path. I consider myself a movement artist, which it just feels very integrative. Like we have bodies, we have to move. Movement is essential, and it's also how we activate and access a lot of our our being. Soli Body is it's my business that came over time. I started studying birth keeping ways from a very holistic way of apprenticeship model, not just going to the traditional midwifery school, but studying with an apprentice, showing up at home births. Simultaneously, even as to step back, I was like many of us, we're on our healing journeys. Life is a journey and it's filled with healing. It's not just one moment where we're healing or we're working on ourselves. It's continuous. And um, now I can look back and see that was a really blessed awakening time, even though it was a challenging initiation into having to really work on different healing modalities in my life. So I started studying body work. I started also apprenticing with a international plant-based chef. And I got my certification kind of in both body work and as a chef at the same time while I was apprenticing with a midwife. So all of these different areas were guiding me to study different martial arts, moving arts, yoga. I have a love and passion for the diasporic folkloric dance styles. They just really helped me to integrate my own experience. And I think that's so important. And a lot of people will say we choose work, but also work chooses us. Because if you really follow like what's next, your body, your spirit, your emotional body, even those thoughts are just guiding you to what you need to do. Even if there's some resistance, you might think that you have this academic path and you're in college. I was in college and I thought, oh, I'm going to do go this route. But my body was telling me something otherwise. So I, it got to the point where I couldn't not listen. I had to take a shift and change my, my course. And that led me to studying these different ways. And I'm so very grateful because it really taught me not just to be in the world and caring for other birthing bodies, but it also taught me and empowered me to give birth myself. 
both to myself, but also to my three children. You talk about vitality and, and strength as part of your mission is helping people connect with with their strength and, and their vitality, which is really their essence and their spirit and so much. But it's like a very embodied thing, giving birth. So can you talk about how you have used all of your experience with dance and movement, how you incorporate that into your work? Yes, of course. When we choose to take responsibility for ourselves, like our presence, our impact, our health, that's the first step. And you have to have your toolbox. So all of us are gathering tools, whether we're conscious of it or not. We're in this time where mindfulness training, wellness training, it's normalized in our language. But like you said, the, the key word is embodiment. If you think about breath, that's not enough. It's actually when you breathe and you really breathe, you can feel the expansion. You can feel the flow. And if you tap deeper, you become more aware like, wow, my lymph is moving. I'm being more aware of what my body needs. So there's different tools to embodiment. And when you're dancing, you will injure yourself if you're not present. And it's a different way of connecting to your own emotional, spiritual self when you're in the movement. My father always said, you know, there's not a problem that's too big that you can't walk away from. And it's not implying that you leave the problem behind. It infers that when you're in motion, something else happens in our body, in our mind, that can help us to like get out of that somatic loop and be more expansive in our perspective, in our focus. If we're always so hyper-focused, we don't necessarily see this angle or that angle. So broadening and feeling our spaciousness, dance offers that. Qigong offers that. You feel your sense of not just like this form, but then you start to sense your energetic form. Same like the nourishment that we put inside of our bodies. You become more aware when you're preparing your foods, preparing your teas, filtering your waters, engaging with the abundance of nature that you have already an energetic connection to that which you're consuming. With birth, if your only reference of birth is through media or other people's stories, you're not going to have your own embodied experience. You have to filter through those layers of programming that you've taken on, unless you've been that really blessed child to grow up in a home birth setting, which we're fortunate. We had our children at home. For our children, home birth is normalized. It's not something that you do if it goes well the first time in the hospital. For my children, they're like, why would you go to the hospital unless something is wrong? So everyone has a different connection to the medical industrial complex or to their care providers. And we all have different immune systems and bodies and needs. So hospitals have their place, but we're often conditioned that the only place to give birth is in the hospital. As much as it's normalized in my life, there's still a, such a small percentage of us. And I wish I knew more that number that are actually choosing home birth. And then there's the next level of 
can you afford it? And why is that even the question? Not like, do you want to have a home birth, but can you afford it? And, and that obstacle that happens. So there's different levels of what we feel is our birthright or accessible to us. The embodied experience, once you say, I take responsibility for my health, when something comes up, it's an opportunity, it's an invitation to, to engage with it. And that's a really beautiful process. It doesn't mean that hard things don't come up. That's part of life. Challenge, we learn, it goes ebbs and flows. I think, you know, people are conditioned to not listen to their bodies and to listen to other people as authority. And that, you know, I think a lot of that conditioning happens in our spirituality where we're not told that we have divinity within us. I mean, (laughs) maybe more and more that's happening. But I think because of how we get alienated from our own spirits and also from nature, it's hard for people to use nature as a resource, both in terms of, you know, herbal medicine and then also understanding their energetic connection and how the earth sustains and feeds us, but also we're very deeply, intrinsically, energetically connected to nature. I would love for you to talk about what you do with your clients and how you attune them to themselves and maybe, you know, what are some of the obstacles that come up around that and and some of the ways that you can help people have breakthroughs. So when when I'm working with a client, it's really important to meet someone exactly where they are. And how do I do that? It's first to ground myself. What does grounding mean? It's you have I have to activate my practices. So often it is like a walk in nature. It is breathing, doing some movement practices. It is eating well. And that's just some of the physical part. But the emotional part is also listening to what my mind has the ability to project about other people. Whether, you know, we have eyes. So our eyes have bias and conditioning. So I have to be aware of that. And I often ask someone, so what brings you in today? How can I support you? What do you want me to know? Rather than go with my own filters and project what I think someone wants or needs, because that's serving me, but not really, you know, that that's kind of feeding my own ego of like, oh, I'm doing something for you. But to meet someone where they are, whether it's in their prenatal journey, postpartum journey, or just their journey in life, in a body, is to really understand what what their also their goal is. If it's a body work session, what do you want to feel? What what brings you in? And to focus from that point. And that piece to like get that out is helpful because that's important in their mind. And then their mind can also feel like I've been heard. And then you can put that to rest. What can I actually do? That's always a question. I can't measure what I do until I do it and see the effect. I can trust my training. I can trust who I am. And I can also become watchful as I'm in my practice of where my mind floats, where my, how 
much in my body I am and trust that that gives me access to the somatic connection with someone. Sometimes a session is silent. Sometimes I'm doing something and one, two, three times it comes up. I say, can I ask you something? If someone says no or they want to be quiet, fine. Often, oh, yes, of course. Some people even come in like, oh, can you, like they want a reading. And I don't say, well, I'm not going to give you a reading. That's not really what we're here for. But in the question, I can understand there's something that has programmed that person to think that I'm going to tell them something more about their body than what they can know. And perhaps I'm a little more dialed in to what comes up if they're disassociated, but it's still not for me to say, hey, you're out of your body. That's not my purpose. However, I'll just do it, give them enough and check in to see like, well, what do you mean by what I was sensing? What what came up for you? And so as much as I can, I want to turn the mirror back because I get an hour, hour and a half, two hours with you and you have your whole life with yourself. So if I can help to kind of keep putting that mirror, like, well, what did you feel? What did you sense? Well, that sounds like that's so. And that feels good and important to me. So that's kind of leading me into kind of this expansion I'm in in my life with pursuing more of functional nutrition. I've been a certified plant-based chef for 20 something years. And all my clients, I want to know, like, what are you putting in your body and how do you make it feel? But not everybody's coming for body work for that. But I think it's really important to to explore how to support people outside of my limited time that I get to have with clients. And sometimes I get more time if we're like working through a prenatal period and a postpartum period to have that influence. And why I love that the stage of prenatal and postpartum is because people are often willing to do the work to have the healthiest baby possible, the best possible birth outcome. You want to eat well as well as you can. And if you don't have access to the good food, I just, I want to explore, you know, well, what can you do? There's always got to be something you can do to make a tune it in and make it a little better. Hello out there. If you're just joining us now, you're listening to Healing Wisdom on WOMR 92.1 FM in Provincetown and WFMR 91.3 FM in Orleans. We're streaming around the world at WOMR.org. I'm Pandora Peoples, and we're here with my guest, Soli Body owner Sade Noai, talking with us about her birth work as well as her body work. We're in the midst of our spring pledge drive. If you'd like to become a sustaining member of this hour, give us a call, 508-487-2619. Can you talk about your mission in terms of curating safe space for BIPOC women? Oh, yeah. I I grew up in the Bay Area in California. And these last 10, 15 years, I've seen a huge shift in terms of who lives here. And not all change is bad, but a lot of change that doesn't serve all the people who have been here and grew up or seen people who want to be here and it's very challenging to be here financially or otherwise saddens me. And I've worked through a local organization and I used to offer baby massage there. 
And over the years, I saw the diversity change. And I thought to myself, what is the real need? And I find that there's a growing need for Black women to have a space, for Latina women to have a space, for Indigenous women to have a space, and then all of them to have a space and to not feel outnumbered. And it's to be able to reflect and feel safe without the gaze of others who have a very different experience, especially in the Bay Area. So it's pretty natural. When I was coming up in studying midwifery, we had a centering birth model, which I'm grateful now I see hospitals are modeling more of a centering style where you have group prenatal practice where you come together with other women, birthing bodies, and you share your experience and you get checked. And I, I register with that that is still so important for us to have a safe space, to talk about what it's like to mother while being BIPOC. What, what is it like to travel um, through the town while being Black, Brown, and Indigenous? What is it like to be a working parent? What is it like to breastfeed in public? What is it like to show up in a doctor's office? What type of support do you need? What type of postpartum recovery foods? Who are your support systems? So it may even look very similar, the questions that we bring up in like the BIPOC parenting mama support group I, I facilitate, but it's very different the level in quality of conversation that can evolve from there. So everybody deserves to be able to share their story and have safe space. So yeah, I take pride in that. And as a Black woman of Ethiopian descent, I come from mixed heritage. I, I float between code switching in different worlds, but I also really know the value and the need to have a safe space for us. I would love for you to talk about your counseling sessions that you do both one-on-one -on -one and in group. A lot of the counseling sessions start from childbirth education or from some of my doula clients, and it varies. You know, sometimes I think I'm just starting with mama and then, you know, I'll have the meeting with both, both parents. And I find that to support the, the birthing person, supporting the partner, if they have a partner, is super helpful and essential. And I've even had the partner reach out to me separately. So it's been organic and has evolved naturally where it's just saying yes to what's next. And sometimes I've had to say, wait, is this the direction I'm, I'm calling in my work? And I'm aware that I can choose to have boundaries here. But it's also really impactful to see that supporting Birth is supporting the family unit in whichever way that looks like. So for me, if the partner is calling and I can help facilitate a process between them, I will, especially because the babies really matter and what they're experiencing without language in those first three months, six months, nine months, year is um, so impactful in ways that 
we grow up and we don't have a language around it, but we do have an emotional somatic connection to it. And I trust that in my own journey, exploring birth and what happens in our early days of development, it's even more impactful if if a baby experiences trauma in the early days than if they experience trauma two years and up. And I think because when you come from that secure place at a very young age, if you come from a secure place at a very young age, you have a really good chance in the future to thrive. It's an honor to feel like my life experience and training has an impact. And I actually like being a shapeshifter. I like that one day I can get you on the table or on a padded floor. Another day we can be taking an intake around what you eat and consume. And another day we can talk about what's really going on in your relationship. And all of these things, if we're going back to the birthing person, matter. You show up at a birth and if there's a relationship issue that's unresolved, that's going to inhibit the birthing experience. If there's some food that you're eating on a regular basis and it's really obstructing your digestive system or how you feel or how much you retain with water or et cetera, it's going to affect your birthing experience. And same, if there's just like some deep-seated trauma, I'm not saying I'm the therapist. I just want to say, hey, have you thought about talking to someone about that? You know? So I become kind of this observer and I hope just to kind of give that mirror reflection back. And even I was on a walk in my neighborhood and I was telling the neighbors, she's like, well, what are you up to now? And I was sharing something and she's an elder. She's like, oh, it sounds like you're being present. And at first my ego is like, is that enough to be present? Wait, that just sounds so simple. Why would I get training to be present? And I kept walking and I thought, wow, if that's what she got from me telling her what I'm doing, that's actually really meaningful. And I don't want to undermine the value of, of presence. And it made me think even more, like, how, how do I want to be remembered? If this is the day I get, what are they going to say? Oh, she really washed the dishes and kept a clean house. That was amazing. Or wow, she had this quality of presence that just made you feel like she was here and cared and saw you. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll receive that. So we oversimplify in this like new age time because there's an app for it. There's an app to be present, but it's not something you can log into. It's It's a practice of being with yourself that, the more you take time, your body will tell you, hey, that's not good for me. Or I need some courage right now because this dynamic with this relationship is challenging me. Or, you know, something's not right with my spirit. And maybe it's, as you brought up, Pandora, there's some conditioning from my childhood that said, this is not the way to be a woman, or this is not the way to practice your spirituality. This is not the way. And then if you could just add, when they're talking to you or about you, and they're just speaking from their own eye for me, and you relate that back to them, that's not okay for me, but doesn't mean for you. So we have to really reclaim 
our own sense of purpose. Like, was I born to fulfill someone else's vision and dream for my life? And I understand, especially being a, a child of immigrant and being born on a different land than my parents can state that, you know, some people feel really married to tradition and to religious tradition and cultural tradition. And so I just pose that question to myself with like compassionate courage. Does that tradition serve my highest good and the vision of wellness I see for all my relations? Because there's a lot of really toxic, harmful traditions like incarceration. It's a tradition. It's an American tradition. Experimentation in hospitals. It's a tradition. What are we perpetuating here? You know, so I'm reclaiming the wise ways that actually serve our, you know, connection to the earth, our connection to the elements. And I can't do this work alone and nor am I great at it by myself. There's some really wise elders and smart young ones and brilliant babies who are just like present and telling us, look, you got to do better for the future. You got to do better because the elders are not on their smartphones trying to figure it out. So you need to be present with them in a different way. We got to do better because, you know, nature is telling us on a daily basis, like how much water, how much this, how much that. And the more toxic our environment is, the more we have to do better just to be healthy because they were compromised all the time. So I'm doing what I think is my part. And I want to surround myself with other people who remind me who I am and can support me to do this work, but also because there's more I want to learn. I want to do better. Every day I want to do better, you know? So I want to be around the, the stewards of the land. I want to be in a way that's honoring the indigenous people of this land. I'm here in Ohlone territory, in Chichenyo land. And there's still so much more to learn and uncover of like, what was their mission and purpose here? How are we realigning what we think is important to those who have been here before? You know, at what cost are we here? Thank you so much, Sade Nowai, for being with us today. Can you tell folks how to contact you? Okay. Yes. Find me online at Soli Body, S-O-U-L-Y, Body with the Y as well. You can also um, look me up on social at I am Sade on Instagram or Sade Noai on Facebook. You've been listening to Healing Wisdom at Outermost Radio. All of our shows are podcasts at WOMR.org. Also check out HealingWisdomRadioShow.com and contact me at Pandora at WOMR.org.
Yeah. Cool.